Today we have uh, Nivas Ravichandran who heads the growth and startup partnerships at Freshworks. Nivas has uh, been a mentor at Techstars, a key organizer uh, of SaaS Boomi, city leader uh, of SaaS Talk, avid blogger, writer to some of the leading uh, content sites like Inc. 42, Tech in Asia and Hacker Noon. Welcome Nivas, welcome to the SaaS Growth Show. Hey, thanks, Raj. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, glad to be participating. Pleasure. So uh, today's topic, uh, uh, Nivas, uh, like we discussed, we will be focusing on the uh, phenomenal response and success of uh, the virtual event against all odds and uh, uh, what it took to kind of curate, plan and execute an event at that scale across four large markets globally. And most importantly, most of it was done in-house, I believe. So I think all of it was done in-house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, we will also dwell a little bit on the strategic purpose of the event and how it fits into your overall marketing and community building strategy, as well as uh, you know what it means uh, for Freshworks for startups overall. So uh, let's get started. Before we get into the main questions, tell us a little bit more about uh, you know your overall mandate, goals, and vision as Freshworks for startups, and as you're heading the initiative, uh, tell us more about that. So I think when when we definitely wanted to launch something, we've been trying this in different formats, uh, right? Like doing something for from Freshworks for startups. Just that I think it was also from a standpoint of time and standpoint of bandwidth, standpoint of the the availability of ecosystem and all that right like so we were just waiting for that we, we've been trying it in very small small different formats but i think this is the actual uh, effort that scaled up um it, it's it's been about a year since we launched in the beginning of this year we actually officially launched launched so it, it's only been about nine months odd uh, but i think we've, we've scaled phenomenally from a startup program perspective where there are a lot of partners we've in fact partnered with almost all the top tier partners globally to uh, right. launch it. But I think from a vision or why are we even doing this? Right? I think we have a story of building from India where we, we build from roots, right? Like, I mean, uh, coming from um, not really knowing um, or having the, the right backing, but right. Uh, starting from Chennai and then getting investors on board and then building very globally, right? Yeah. Um, Dilip definitely had the backing coming from a, a company that was built uh, right. like similar global products. But yeah. I think cutting it off from scratch was any, was definitely always a, a challenge. So he's he's definitely had a great uh, growth curve from that perspective. And today we're a $3.5 billion company. So there was definitely an intention to pay it forward. Uh, the other thing around this is just like any startup program by done by any larger uh, company, right? Um, it's generally to give paid forward to the startups so that they grow along with you. Um, and you, you, you definitely have to give them some credits or something where credits or discounts where they can grow in the early days. You, obviously, there is an angle of um, driving adoption at a very early stage right. instead of trying to, um, I mean, uh, not support them in the early days. We want to support them in the early days. 
as much as we can not just by our products but also by other support ecosystem that we could do right like i'll, I'll talk talk about that in a little while like say even vc connects or um, even uh, mentorship or opening up some of our playbooks and things like that so right. that was more of the intention where we make sure we paid forward enough and drive adoption among startups at a very early stage and um, yeah so and grow along with them right like i mean you know that it's always maybe 20% of the startups which go on to become like 80% of the thing but yeah right uh, while um, i guess the product portfolio remains uh, predominantly the same are you uh, you know sort of uh, designing or customizing solutions for startups are you changing uh, something over there in terms of the product offerings as such right so we're not really changing the it from a product perspective right it, it, yeah. it, it, it's a little tricky because there's still some startups because we we still a very smb product uh, like a lot of our products are still very smb focused uh, raj okay. okay so okay. but having said that because of that we still are very relevant to the startup community we're not giving out a very toned down version of an enterprise product that we have right because majority of our customers are still smb uh we were easily able to enter the market without having to really alter the product or any of that sort right okay. but again from a, we definitely know that two to three of our products are a little more uh, for mature companies right once they probably raise their series a or series b funding but right. a lot of them five to six of our products are very smb focused even as soon as they have their first customer or building their product they can use um the products so i think that was a great fit for us and for us to easily enter the market and we're still very user friendly right not very enterprise top heavy but more um, adoption heavy so i think uh, that worked in our favor and uh, as part of the program we're definitely leaving a lot of uh, credits or money on the table yeah. where you know uh, and in fact it's not even um, discounts right we're, we're giving out actual uh, credits itself where uh they can use it for about a period of 8 months or 9 months or a year depending on how many licenses they pick up with us so okay. that's actually um been the the biggest differentiator from the startup program perspective okay okay how are you uh, creating awareness and relevance for the brand uh, more in terms of approaching these startups in terms of your marketing and communications how are you reaching out i mean while we talk about smbs uh, in the traditional sense uh, you know small and medium enterprises uh, startups being a very very different uh, kind of a ball game and is there some uh, thing that you have changed why is it uh, you know now branched out as a very important focus area for you right i think um, definitely always been just that we, we never had the bandwidth right as as i mentioned earlier because we were still entering a lot of markets and all that today we're we're, we're a fairly mature company from a like market standpoint and a lot of the businesses already seem to know us right like i mean right. uh, from that angle so i think when we launched um, in fact we we did not even go directly to the start we went to a lot of the um, the the accelerators the incubators the vcs um, so that we were able to uh, kind of pay um, more value to their portfolio right and it's still very uh, partner oriented as what as what we call it right like we work with say sequoia we work with axel we work with uh, y combinator techstars a lot of the accelerators uh, slash uh, vc firms right so that's how we've kind of taken this approach and i think from a value add standpoint right like obviously 
or I mean, driving awareness standpoint, because we're taking it to the VC partners or the accelerators, they definitely want their startups to grow. And uh, when they see benefits, right, they know that already majority of their portfolio are using Freshworks products. So they kind of put it put it in forward, and they're not just promoting us um, just like that because they, we're leaving money on the table through credits. So that seems to be a great win uh, for them. Uh, I think from driving an awareness perspective, I think uh, against all odds, the event that we're going to be talking about is a, is a good example where we did not really focus on just putting Freshworks um, value or products out there, but it was more about telling stories of great vendors who kind of forget, fought against or fighting against all odds. Right? Like I, I think that was the, the uh, name of the game. But uh, we were also doing a lot more of opening up some of our playbooks to these uh, startups. Right? We do a lot of sessions around how do you sell to enterprise sales? How do you do inside sales? Right? Mm -hmm. We're named as one of the best inside sales organizations in India by LinkedIn. So right. uh, because we have a very strong system in place, we're just opening up some of our playbooks to these portfolio startups that are part of our ecosystems. Um, I think also because a lot of startups, especially the SaaS ones, have the ability to integrate with us also. So we try doing some sort of a marketplace um, availability as well. Um, yeah, just that we're, we're still a very small team from a, like a size perspective. So we we very consciously try to avoid over-promising on those fronts. Sure. When you, you can see a lot of things, but you got to deliver, so it, it does become challenging. Great, and and obviously it is much beyond uh, just marketing and selling of your own products. It's you have a larger uh, overall strategy in terms of uh, creating a very active community. You know beyond the obvious reason. Uh, tell us more about uh, how the approach was and what are the execution. How did you execute and what are the learnings so far uh, in the last eight nine months? So I think because it was it, it was a, a a partner driven approach, right? Like I mean, uh, okay, there's obviously a, a, an angle of driving product adoption among early stage, but there was a lot more intent towards hey, will you make it uh, paid forward rather than just going after numbers or metrics or things like that? That's obviously there because that's how you track anything and everything. But we wanted to kind of break away from it, and uh, we said, okay, hey, how do we look at helping some of these startups right? how, how do we ensure they raise next round of funding if that's a that's a growth metric for them how do we ensure they grow in terms of customers how do we, we ensure some of those things so uh, i think that's something that we definitely want to do i i think we're still very scratching the surface but we definitely want to grow uh, bigger uh, from a just an execution standpoint we've, we've definitely uh, gone after some of the most major uh, startup markets today, right? Like, I mean, in, in Asia, it's mostly uh, India, uh, Singapore, Indonesia, uh, Japan, um, say South Korea, uh, Australia, like, I mean, depending on how, how mature they are. And I think, I mean, even, even from a global perspective, obviously, particular set of cities in the US have really grown out to become startup hubs, right? So we've, we've been focusing on some of those hubs and uh, uh, trying to get the partners on board mm. and also I think it's this right like when the word starts spreading the startups have started introducing us to their existing VCs also to right. say hey you should even partner with these folks that's a that's that's the true um, kind of realization when you know that what you're doing is working right like when they're going back and telling 
saying, hey, you, would, you should actually open this up to your to uh, the remaining portfolio companies. Right? Wow. So that's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Great. So um, let's come to uh, the amazing event uh, that actually got me very curious and excited uh, to talk to you. Uh, against all odds, uh, the startup summit that you did, it was completely curated, marketed and executed in-house across four large markets. So what was the whole idea uh, behind this event? Uh, what were the objectives and uh, how did you conceptualize uh, this whole thing? Yeah, so I think uh, we had actually done a, like uh, earlier generally, right? like uh, virtual events have mostly been pre-recorded. Uh, they generally, like uh, we've done one as well, right? like uh, last year, I think in about, uh, 2019 or 2018 Feb, uh, mm-hmm. we did an event uh, called High Velocity Sales Summit, where uh, we interviewed about 35 uh, sales leaders, CEOs, founders, and all these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put out pre-recorded uh, videos. One of the things that we actually have as a learning is when you release a lot of videos at the same time, the adoption for some of the videos are great, some of the videos are not, right? So then we felt it's not justice to the other videos, obviously, because all of them were very, very good. And um, so what we felt was, hey, can we do an actual live, live event, right? And not pre-record any of It's going to be a, a big bet, but just that we thought, okay, let's take that risk. And the other thing that we were thinking of is, how do we think about beyond just content, right? That's enough webinars. I mean, um, to be honest, there was either a Zoom fatigue or a webinar fatigue kicking in by that time. And yeah. we were like, are we sure that we're going to take it this way, right? Like, I mean, will people accept it? Will people uh, be willing to stay up for like a, a longer period of time? Like, this was literally right. expecting them to spend like five to six hours of their time. So we were not very sure. But just that we said, okay, how do we expect people to stay beyond those one hour of sessions, right? How do we ensure, how do we bring in networking? How do we bring in more value? How do we bring in uh, VC camps, right? So those are some of the things. And I think just going by uh, the event, right? Like how we defined it saying, okay, it's going to be only founders or senior leaders because we're going to open up networking. Uh, If networking is going to happen, if you allow everyone, then they don't find a good match while speaking to each other. Yeah. Uh, or while connecting with someone else and they know that there are a lot of people trying to just pitch their product, then it's a, such a turn off for any event, right? So I think um, uh, we, we decided to curate it um, from day one, right? Like, I mean, that, even before we set out the registration form, we were very particular saying, okay, we will curate the audience. We will not allow anyone and everyone to come in it. And mm-hmm. also we will restrict it based on regions because we were trying to go live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to keep it region based, right? We had to pick time slots, uh, India time, uh, Singapore time, UK time, and uh, Pacific time for the US, right? So because we had to, and these were literally like six hour marathons that were running session after session. And there were a lot of networking sessions. There were a lot of VC connects happening. So we knew that it was just a a very um, massive thing that they were planning. And there were were obviously a lot of questions saying, hey, do you want to do it as six hours? Do you want to do it as three hours? Do you want to do it as over multiple days? But just that there were some um, deep um, intentions that we, I mean, stood very strong with. Saying, yeah. okay, we're going to go this way, right? We're not going to pre-record um, any of the sessions except for maybe one we did. Uh, mm. Because it was uh, the CTO of Slack and we didn't want to uh, let go of uh, Cal. Cal was a great speaker. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it was just the intention of creating something where there's more value for the founders today. 
where we expect them to even attend two hours of the six hours or even sometimes that's how you do any physical event also right like when you go to and when just because you're there you'll attend like two hours but then you'll come out you'll do networking you'll meet uh, people at the booth and everything so in fact i think the technology was also available for us to be able to do that and we wanted to think beyond webinar right we right. could have just put out six recorded sessions and just said, okay, huh, go ahead. We did a, an event. But we didn't want to. We wanted to create a, a near-life um, physical event experience. So yeah. that was the intention of just executing. So it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't really COVID per se, right? Was it, uh, did, did COVID kind of throw up, throw up the challenge of you switching it to a virtual thing, which would have happened uh, physically even otherwise? Or was it the other way around? So, in, in the beginning of the year, we did plan for um, a multi-city event, but definitely not at the scale. Right? We were thinking, okay, we'll go to each city, uh, we'll probably invite like 50 people, do a very close road, like a networking event of sorts. Right? We're not big believers of just giving out workshops and sessions and stuff like that. So, we wanted to kind of do more of the networking and uh, more of the fun activities. Uh, but then, only when COVID struck, we knew that a lot of the markets that we thought we could travel to and meet with, yeah. uh, but now not very accessible to us, right? Uh, because either people were still struggling with COVID and other sort of things. So then what we did was, actually COVID was the trigger, right? We knew, okay, now that the world is all online, can we pull off something at this scale where no one has, I mean, um, not a lot of people have done this before at this scale. It, to be very honest, I've only seen people who are uh, actual event companies, right? Someone like a TechCrunch, someone like a Saster, someone like a SaaS talk. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've not, or at least maybe my um, awareness is fairly low, but no one has done it where, uh, from a brand perspective, from a product brand perspective, right? So we, sure, sure. Uh, and in fact, even now, a lot of our partners, uh, say uh, AWS or the people who attended, right? When I tell them we did it in-house, they'd be like, are you kidding me, right? Like, I mean, that's their reaction. And uh, it, it, it's, it's such a feel good because I'm, I'm super proud of the team that pulled it off. Uh, yeah, so. Great. Uh, with this kind of a response, right, uh, of, uh, you know, across four large markets, which is basically India, Asia Pacific, uh, UK, Europe, and North America, just uh, tell us uh, two things which, uh, for everyone's benefit, what was so different about the event? Right, like you said, there are so much of fatigue and so much of things happening across uh, the globe with the COVID situation. And how did you turn it around into the results that are actually kind of you know emanated from it? That's part one. The part two being, if you can share some of the stats of the event's success uh, in terms of what was planned and what actually turned it around, that'll be really nice to get a perspective of the scale which you are talking about for everyone. Sure, sure. Cool. So I think. Just answering from the first question, right? like for anyone who's planning a virtual event, because today um, we don't see uh, the world fully opening up for events until next um, April or even later beyond that, right? Uh, maybe only travel might open up in April or uh, next, I mean, Q2 of 2021 types. Uh, and a lot of companies like Microsoft and some of the larger, com I mean, uh, the corporates have said they're not going to open up office uh, yeah. until July 2021 types. So with that, I think anyone who's planning a virtual event, they should just go with a few convictions and hold very strong to it, right? Uh, why do you want to do it live? And versus why do you want to do it pre-recorded? So those are some questions that everyone needs to answer. Uh, whether uh, you want to bring in networking, you want to bring in, like, in fact, 
if we had done a fairly smaller event right like let's say with just 50 attendees or so we even had like a plan of uh, probably figuring out their address or getting an address from them and shipping them a coffee on the day of the event right like i mean when they are watching it probably starbucks delivers a nice uh, coffee with a note saying hey have a great day at the against all odds summit while we are uh, we take care of your coffee or something like that i mean just to kind of create that wow moment right freshworks is generally very conscious about hey how do we make sure the craftsmanship should be there right? like i mean yeah. even from a design standpoint though we were very constrained on the bandwidth uh, i think the team put a lot of um, uh, midnight hours where they were just staying up and making sure every single detail that went out was in top shape and top notch right um, so that was very that's very important right? like when you're putting out your brand you've got to go and put that extra effort to make that happen i think from a uh, learning perspective there is definitely a webinar fatigue today right um, just that what is the content you're delivering and how are you helping them right yeah. just think about okay i'm going to talk about these products certainly i'm going to plug my freshworks product or my whatever product you're you're selling that was never the intention in fact um, we were very conscious about not pitching any of our products very blatantly right maybe someone from our team would have probably mentioned it i i uh, i am not probably watched all the recordings because there were parallel sessions as well the mention that was told to all our speakers is hey this is not an intention where we're trying to generate leads it's a gen event where we're trying to help some of the founders right so just yeah. go with a, a very altruistic mindset today because people are still struggling right like i mean and if you can add value the brand stickiness is there today i think a lot of founders a lot of vcs have actually come back and said hey yeah. if you're done a pitch event i don't think i mean like if you pitch fresh works we would, i don't think we would have had so much thankfulness yeah. towards you uh, yeah. but because you guys did a very altruistic event it yeah. worked in our favor and we did obviously have a booth where there were people right that's a very opt in right they're interested to listen to more about what our products are just go in and listen and it's probably one session which talks about the fresh works initiative i think just following up on the second question that you asked about uh, some of the stats yeah. um we were looking at about close to 800 odd attendees uh per event uh, event, uh batch, right i mean because we were also thinking okay um there were, there were a lot of uh, uh i mean we did have push from the leadership as well saying hey why why do we not rest why, why are we restricting right like i mean why don't we just open it up to the world because they're like just looking at the speaker lineup people came back to us and said hey why are we only restricting it to 800 they're like uh, in yeah. fact for um um some of our uh, summits right we had way more than what we and we we didn't want to restrict restrict but just that we wanted to keep the quality high right i think that was the intention uh, we had north of 4000 um, odd uh, attendees uh, for for the event for all the four uh, regions put together this was curated right i'm not even talking about the people who applied this is just people who got curated and to join these uh, four uh, summits it, uh, the numbers varied uh, india we had a good turnout because of the fact that uh, we had a i mean a lot of people look up to freshworks as well yeah uh, us we did apac uh, maybe because of the language uh, because we only went with english we didn't go with in fact we, uh, the team is putting together the uh, another team which does the language part uh, is putting together something in bahasa in uh, thai and some of the other languages so that, that's a very interesting initiative that's going on sure. um and the the more interesting part for us was the vc connects right uh, we onboarded about 100 108 or 110 number of vcs to wow. come and speak to startups right across all the four i think there were roughly we had kept it about 25 or 30 odd vcs 
to be participating in these connects and um, we had uh, this this is the most proudest number for us we had 4700 vc meetings scheduled all day right like i mean the 100 vcs were meeting multiple people and uh, we had about 5000 5000 meetings 4700 yeah 4700 types wow. yeah yeah india itself was a very solid number because uh, i think um, because of our um, the first event when we we saw a huge uptick apac yeah. had a great uptick us had a tremendous uptick for us uh, from a vc connect standpoint right. we uh, had some solid numbers uh, coming in and i think we still receive messages saying hey i met with this startup over there vc is telling us or startup saying i'm speaking to this vc where um, they're looking at us we're doing due diligence and stuff like that i'm like whoa yeah. man i mean <laughs> in fact uh there was this time when uh, like, yeah he was like this is what we should be absolutely proud of when uh, in fact even in his presentation uh at the india summit he say uh i think back then to 1200 for india if i am uh, not wrong so he'll probably say something like uh, 1200 vc meetings today right even at a physical event i don't think this has happened so yeah that's like a mind boggling number uh, 1200 Twelve hundred was pure only India. That's what you're saying. That was on the start of the day of the event. In fact, okay. more got scheduled uh, throughout the day. Uh, I think the most important thing people saw is the power of the technology, right? Like, I mean, we went with good technology, and also we, um, I think, a lot of thought process into uh, how it will be executed and everything, right? So that was the uh, backing for us. Yeah, right? I think uh, even uh, strategically, if you look at SaaS and the way. Uh, you know traditionally uh, e papers or any any kind of content per se now this is also content uh, obviously right. it's delivered in a different kind of a format right. uh, it's it's becoming the, the the buzzword is that it is becoming ungated right so that's where uh, the whole uh, strategy is uh, kind of unfolding for various brands where they are actually adding value adding uh, knowledge or experience or sharing playbooks etc not with a pure intention of just grabbing out their leads but uh, actually creating that goodwill and uh, relationship uh, with the audience and uh, yeah. to ungated fact, is a lot of the founders who came and spoke right there was literally uh, very little for them to i mean like let's say someone like a i'm, I'm going to take the reference of india um, vinita singh from sugar cosmetics spoke they just came yeah. for, for the goodwill of saying because our pitch to them was hey, curated founders it's going to be founders yeah you i mean probably if you attended one of the other webinars maybe if you had 4000 you're not going to have 4000 yeah 800 or so but there's going to be quality right i think that definitely was the selling point and it uh, worked very well in our favor yeah now uh, we're coming to uh, the geographical strategy right now now uh, like like you chose uh, these four markets to go after for this particular event and that's obviously uh, strategic uh, intent and very very clearly planned out uh, now um, is there uh, you know a, a plan or strategy for uh, you know other emerging markets right? there are a lot of emerging markets around the globe now uh, as far as startups go when you're kind of you know expanding your horizon right now so if you look at uh, israel you look at uh, the eastern europe cis countries uh, the baltics and the nordics all of them are like uh, giving some serious run for uh, money what is your strategy for these markets or are you looking at them or is there something uh, holding back right now 
So I think it was more of a, uh, I mean, we, we actually have a lot of efforts going on in those markets. Just that, because I think, um, in fact, there were a lot of conversations around, should we call it, we called it North America, uh, the okay. US, because it was US plus Canada plus maybe Mexico. I think it was more of the language that we felt, okay, language the culture was slightly different from what it was in US and Canada, or maybe even from, we wanted to call it the UK plus Europe edition as EMEA. There was also a lot of debate around, uh, will people understand EMEA? EMEA is a very business term. Uh, yeah. Do people understand EMEA or not, right? So we were, there, was a, there were a lot of debate going on around that. But uh, I think it was more of the culturally united things, right? I think Nordics and all were definitely covered. All of Europe was covered. Uh, maybe uh, MEA was one, uh, because I think we, we also felt maybe we had to do something very more specific from their culture or from their maturity standpoint. There are some really, really good companies have come out from there. So right. it, it's just, a, I mean, uh, we didn't want to go too broad and kind of lose uh, focus. Right? I mean, that was more of the thing. Um, I think, yeah, because also from the fact that we had to have, it was a live event. Um, there are only limited number of slots that we can accommodate. And uh, there was always a battle around, hey, should we bring someone from this country or this country, especially in Europe, right? Like, because we wanted to bring people from uh, different regions. Uh, yeah. it, it was a beautiful experience just doing it, sitting from here, right? I mean, um, yeah. it's not a lot of people get an opportunity. The team was, in fact, a very small team, uh, Raj, right? Like, I, mean, yeah. uh, uh, I think I would call it like a six, five, six member team, which would right. add maybe a uh, I mean, obviously helped with the design and uh, other things that, that came in our way. But uh, yeah, design was definitely a very highly spoken thing. Um, every single thing was very craftsman. Uh, the craftsmanship yeah. is still yeah. one of our best uh, culture codes at uh, Freshworks. Okay. And um, we, we, I think I'm, I'm glad that we put out um, some of our best efforts out, out there. Fabulous. Um, just to uh, come to wrapping it up, um, you know, the story of Freshworks itself is a story of against all odds, right? So it's, 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 uh, it's India to the world story, right? And it's, right. Uh, it's so inspiring to the entire crop of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and founders that everyone looks up to Freshworks, what, how Freshworks does it. And therefore, it's a, there's an aspirational connect apart from the business connect uh, that happens. And an event like this, uh, you know, it, it, it has got the potential to uh, become very, very powerful platform uh, beyond just a, a virtual event. I think um, right from uh, the whole creation of the community and how it evolves um, uh, to kind of, you know, encompass the whole spirit of Against All Odds. There, there is so much uh, that can be done from here on. I think you created a huge brand in itself, a sub-brand in itself for Freshwork uh, with this event. And it can be leveraged, I, I feel, uh, can be leveraged in a multiple, uh, multiple faceted way. Okay, so generally we, we um, don't plan for multi-year things because um, it's also the time, at that time, what is more in the fashion, right? Like, I mean, because you got to be more... Uh, um, I mean, relevant to that, there's definitely a plan to continue uh, the Against All Odds startup, uh, Summit. Just that it should we do it as a physical event or a virtual event? There's some questions, I mean, not, not questions actually, it's more of discussion points that are yeah. going around. Uh, I think it's, it's just this, right? Like for us today, what we've, um, I mean, from a, just creating this brand perspective, I don't, I don't think um, it's a brand, it's just a, 
an initiative from Freshworks where uh, I'm I'm glad like I'm I'm a huge fanboy of Freshworks right like what you've created yeah. uh, from India to the world everyone um, everyone is <laughs> glad uh, to hear that just that um, like we we just because we've become this large company right like we we are uh, like today look just looking at the number of SaaS unicorns that are being created or the amount of SaaS funding that's coming into the country, right? It's just massive, right? Like, I mean, uh, Girish is generally very proud of this thing. Okay, you know what, now, so, I mean, in 2010, I don't think there were a lot of people even willing to back SaaS. Today, uh, almost every VC out there, if they're not backing SaaS, I, I just feel they're missing out on the bus, right? Like, I mean, it could either be India SaaS or global SaaS. That's a call, but I think software uh, products, um, cloud software products are definitely arrived. Yeah. Um, I think with our connections, what we're trying to do is just make sure we paid forward enough. Uh, like for example, just bringing these top VCs, right? Like Axel, Sequoia, um, any anyone for that matter, right? Like even um, Andreessen Horowitz uh, for the US one. So all of this uh, is possible because of our brand, right? Which startups find it very difficult to approach when they don't have it. So we're trying to just be a great platform uh, to help them pay it forward. Yeah. It could just be done in multiple formats. We have a podcast. Uh, that we're running to see sure. if we can bring some very interesting um, stories around how people are building great brands uh, globally as well as in in India types. Uh, in fact, Indonesia is a great market as well, right? I mean, absolutely, that's a very um, large market. I think we're we're trying to put together a like a mentor uh, network where we bring in uh, mentors because I think we have connections to people from Stripe, AWS, uh, Segment. Um, be it Snowflake, be it any of these large uh, enterprises. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not a lot from, let's say, especially from the emerging markets as well as even in the US, right? It's not easy to connect with some of these people. So we just, all we want to do is be a platform uh, of help, right, for these startups and um, uh, just grow with them, right? Like we were expecting they'll obviously grow um, for their uh, thing. And there's a lot of, uh, I mean, wealth creation for the startups, for the countries. Uh, everything. We just want to be a very small part of it. Thema uh, thematically, I mean, uh, thematically against all odds is so extendable, uh, you know, just just by the looks of it. I think there's a lot of ideas that might actually hit you on how to take it forward. Yeah. Uh, absolute pleasure, uh, Nivas, to have you on our show and uh, thank you so much for sharing all the uh, insights that went behind against all odds and Wishing you uh, all the very best for this coming year and hope 2021, like everyone is hoping, uh, be much, much better than 2020, what we are expecting. Yeah, I think here's how I generally look at it. I, I generally don't complain too much yeah. about, uh, even if it's a, like, I mean, we wouldn't have executed against all odds if it wasn't for the, I mean, uh, there's nothing good about the pandemic, but yeah, it's just, um, and also I think the digital adoption, there are so many opportunities out there, I think, Startups and founders should just go after and um, pick it up as much as But uh, thank you so much, Raj, uh, for hosting me on the show. I had uh, a lot of pleasure discussing this. I think I'm going to share it with the team. Uh, they, they'll be absolutely happy. And, uh, yeah. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.